Hello, hello, hello. This is Tooth Be Toe. This is Dr. Walter Aka. Dr. Kyle Dumpert. And Dr. Gary Dennis. Aloha and wagwa. Wagwan. <laughs> Coming to Wagwan. you from the <laughs> First official video podcast. Yes. So, so as you can see, we're, we're new to everything that we do, uh, but we don't seem to care. You know, <laughs> we don't no. seem to care. Uh, we, we did something that's very, uh, I like this. Like we got the background going. We're, we're feeling a little tropical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can mm-hmm. see, <laughs> Dr. Dumpert and I went for the v- virtual. Dr. Dennis said, no. <laughs> We're gonna go for the realistic one. So yeah, he yeah. actually he actually went ahead and got a background. So <laughs> you know he 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 won up to us. <laughs> but no, gentlemen, how was uh, how was the week? How's everything going? Let's talk. Uh, yeah, the week. I think the week ended well. It started really um uh troublesome. horrible, troublesome, a little troublesome, troublesome. You know, yeah, like I don't know why this week I started off just like really annoyed with everybody. Is it and, just this week or just in like, is it, or is it just life? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, what are you but, really, what are we really talking about here? But like this beginning of this week, I really just didn't want to be bothered by people for some reason. Okay. And you know what? I've noticed that my sinuses have been killing me all week. Right. And right. I think that, that's a COVID symptom. I, I think it's from the vaccine. Well, okay, 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 okay. Let's talk about this before we talk about the vaccine. Talk about Dr. Dennis. Talk about your your near exposure story. I think this is the best story. Well, that's you, at the end of the week. Okay. Yes. No, this is, no, no, no. You gotta talk right, about. So this. You want to jump to the end of the week? Yeah, I just want. I just want. I want this story because this was. It made my day. Okay. It made my day. It really did. Tell us like what happened. All right. So I um I'm driving to work on Friday, and I'm like five minutes from the office i look at my um phone texting and driving probably not a good idea yeah. don't do it <laughs> no one needed to, no one no one <laughs> yeah. would have known that you can always text later <laughs> got it all right but but it went off so i was like oh let me look and uh it was my assistant telling me that her niece is going to get a rapid test because she has covid-like symptoms and i'm just like all right. So I get to the office. Uh, my assistant's already there. I go and talk to her. And I'm so I'm trying to get more of the story, figure out what's going on. She's like, yeah, I've been around uh, my niece every day for the past two weeks without a mask. And she has a fever. Today she woke up, has a fever of 101, like flu-like symptoms, chills, all that, right? So... Her uh, father is taking her to go get a rapid test. So then I'm like, okay. So now I'm thinking, do I need to get a test? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So because I'm in around, this is my chairside assistant. I work with her every day. Like, we're, we're talking about, like, two feet away from each other. Right. All day. Right? Granted, I am bubble boy. And, and I wear a moon suit, like 20,000 leagues under the sea, don't cough on me type suit. Right. And this is why I, I, this is why I didn't understand why he was panicking, but continue. All right. And, and then um, I, I mean, also yeah. provide my assistance with, with P100 uh, half face mask respirators. Again. Uh, whatever, with the wow. P100 cartridges, right? Right. So again, why was he panicking? Continue. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> right. So 
So, but I'm just like, oh man. So, so now I have to tell the office, right? Okay. Because I, I, you know, like we can't just be in there if you know potentially we have. So you haven't even stepped in the office yet. No, we're in. Like we just got in the office because my assistant was already inside. Okay. So I had to go in. So like I immediately went and talked to the office manager, and I'm like, you know, we have a possible exposure um, of my assistant, and then and then she was like, well. Have you ever been around her without a mask? And I was like, no. See, that's I what like, I would I would ask the same question. Yeah. I mean, I was like, but I work with her every day. Like we're two feet away from each other. She's like, okay, well, let me call in, in, in a the, bubble. In a bubble, by the way. In a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so she's again. like, let me Well, look, okay, okay, all right. All right. So I mean, I was just trying to follow protocol. There is okay. no protocol when you're both in a bubble. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> no protocol. When I mean, you're in a I bubble. already took the I already got the first the first shot of the vaccine. Right. But it you takes know, two weeks to to be effective. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. And so, that first shot only gives you like 50, 56 percent immunity. You're not helping the situation. Right. If anything, he's in a bubble. What he really bubble. do is like reduce my <laughs> symptoms, probably. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, you know. So, so I'm like, I think so you should have called off the next two weeks. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Right. But anyway, so, th- so check this out. So they call corporate. Why, why is everybody like right. seriously it's like f- trolling his ass? Well, go ahead. It's a full day schedule of <laughs> yes. patients, right? So they call corporate. And then, of course, that person at corporate was like, well, have you been around her without a mask? And I was like, <laughs> no. And she was like, do you have any symptoms? And I was like, no. And then she was like, well, um, why are you calling me? Right. You're wasting <laughs> my time. But I was like, but. But I might not have a fucking assistant. If I don't have an assistant, I, I can't fucking work anyway. I can be here all yeah. day. I'm not gonna do shit if I don't have an assistant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so then I was like, "Look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go outside. And we're gonna sit in our cars until we get the results of uh, the niece's uh, COVID test. Okay. If okay. she tests positive, then my assistant definitely has to go get a test today. Right. And if she's going to go get a test, I'm just going to do my due diligence and get a test too. Right. That sounds right? great. That sounds great. And what did you what did right. you tell the office to do? To basically blow I told up, the, you said blow up the office. <laughs> if there's any <laughs> if there's any positive, burn it down. Burn it go, down. Get, <laughs> go go get the Lysol. No. <laughs> no, I was just like, you know, we we I mean, we don't go to the office into the office without a mask. Right. So, you know, so I was like, All right, you know, whatever. Should be fine. So we sat in that car for like two hours. Well, like okay. so they rescheduled right. the first patient. We sat in the car for like two hours. They got the results. The results were negative. Gary, let um, me let me interrupt you real quick. Cause this is the part yeah. that you're skipping the part that I thought was hilarious. When you were in your car, what were you oh. doing? <laughs> what were you doing? Please so tell in that my part. car. I was getting kind of nervous. <laughs> I was getting kind of nervous because I mean I'm in my car for two hours, right? So, and my sinuses have already been bothering me, right? So. You're just sitting in your car for two well, hours. Gary, uh, yeah. Kyle, like, listen, to listen, to what, listen to what he starts doing. Starting to eat my lunch. So I have some apple juice, right? <laughs> okay. And I remember that like one of the, the COVID symptoms is, is loss of taste. <laughs> okay. Right? So I'm taking little sips of my apple juice like every 15 minutes to make sure I can still taste it. <laughs> so he, 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 he says. He sits there for two hours drinking apple juice to make sure he hasn't lost his taste or smell. And I can taste it every time. 
I, I, he's lost it. It'll come. So I think, uh, so I, like, I, think this, I might be all right. This 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 COVID just needs to end. Yeah. This, man, this is coming from an endodontist who works behind a rubber dam with every single patient. Every patient is in a bubble, but yet he's sitting in his car drinking apple juice to make sure he could taste. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when he when I saw the message, I I literally was crying just reading this. Going, what the hell is going on? Like the world has come to a, a crazy level right now. Right, really and then they're, and then they're like they're texting me back like thirty minutes later. Can you still taste it? <laughs> I, can't, I can, I can, I can still. T- oh my lord! But anyway, All right. so oh, anyway, Jesus so Christ. so they um. She was negative, thank God. And but then the whole thing was like, well, you know, what about the incubation period and like all this? And I was like, I was like, yeah, but if if my assistant's been around her niece for two weeks and the the niece has symptoms now, that's not an incubation. You're she's out of the incubation period anyway. So I'm like, it's all that's possible, but I was like, it's 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 just unlikely at this point. You know, so I figured we were good. Um, and uh, we, you know, we rocked out the uh, the pay. Oh, no, that wasn't Friday, that was Thursday. That was Thursday that happened. Yeah, and um, we um, we saw who we saw and got stuff done. So it it, it ended up being all right. Kyle, but uh, do you, do you see why I honestly think Kobe just needs to end? Uh, like he's going, I, he's 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 lost it now. In my mind, he's lost it. <laughs> he really told me I, I lost it three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's official, uh, man. This this was this is when I mean of all the symptoms to pick, he said, "Let me just drink apple juice for about <laughs> two hours to make sure that I haven't lost my my taste or smell." It's, this is this is too much. This is That's too crazy. much. That's crazy. But tell us about the one story at the beginning. Sorry, I, I had to. Bring oh yeah, that yeah. So like on Tuesday, I um so as we've discussed before, you know, I I travel, I go to. Uh, I have 12 offices that I go to monthly. So I get this text message from one of my referring dentists on Tuesday that says, you treated this patient on Thursday and the patient says they're having extreme pain. What do you want us to do? That's all, that's all I have, all the information they gave me. So first of all, when someone says extreme pain, they're lying. That's the first thing I know, because if you have extreme pain, extreme pain is debilitating. So that means that if you have extreme pain, you are on the way to the hospital and you're probably not able to drive yourself. That is extreme pain. That is compound fracture. I can see my bone coming out of my arm. You know, that's extreme pain. Not okay. not not pressure sensitivity on a tooth. That's right. not extreme pain. Right? right. So that's the first thing. So whenever anybody texts me or says extreme pain. I'm all, all ma- automatically. I'm like, this is some fucking bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> Everything you have to say after this is bullshit. All right, all right. So that's how it starts off. We've right? lost all empathy. This is exactly what yeah. dentistry has done to us. <laughs> We've that lost all, all empathy. Once, uh, once Gary gets his first toothache from all that apple juice he was drinking <laughs> in his car, <laughs> his mind will change. <laughs> I'm in ex- no, it's extreme. It is extreme pain. <laughs> All right. So, so, so then I'm like, my, my response is, I don't know because I don't know who the patient is. I don't know what treatment was done. I don't know 
if I did treatment, I don't know if it was just a consult. So honestly, I, I do not know. That's my, my initial text message, right? Then I was like, mm, that probably wasn't the, the best test message to send. So, how, so long my did, next how long one, did it take you to realize that? Oh, like two seconds after I pressed send. Got you. Right? <laughs> so then I immediately followed that up with, if the patient is in pain, I would start with pain medication. Then, if that is not doing the trick, I would move on to offering a steroid. Lastly, if if it is extreme pain, then I would offer, take the tooth out. It will never bother them ever again. Okay. <laughs> and I said that. And then I got like a, like a laugh. Well, you know, you have iPhones. So you can like hold the thing down and like do the thumbs up or yeah. heart. Yeah. It, it just comes up on my phone as liked or loved. Right. Because I, I, you know, I don't do that. IPhone You're the stuff. only one with an Android. Yes, we get it. Yes. yes. I, I got an Android. So you, I'm, not surprised. Oh. I'm, I'm not oh, so surprised. You're the oddball, buddy. It's just you two. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you two and like other billion people that have iPhones. But go ahead. <laughs> right. So, um, so, yeah. But, but at the same time, I was like, it was Tuesday and the treatment was on Thursday. So I would expect the tooth to still be hurting. Right. If I did treatment, which I don't even know if I did treatment. Well, why, did, why didn't you give a man um, um, pain medication? If I did treatment, I did. But okay. I'm like, what did the notes say? Like, I, I, you know, I yeah. have no way of looking at it. I'm not right. at that office. Right. So it was just, it was just, so it just, it ended up being just like super annoying. Mm. And I, you know, like I wanted to be like, how about be a fucking dentist? <laughs> Do some dentist shit. <laughs> do, that should be a t-shirt do some dentist shit you should copyright that before someone steals I, it from you as the general dentist i i i think it's it's not great but when, when uh when i send somebody to the end of honest and they come back and they're still in pain mm -hmm. that's my get out of jail free card like well we should probably send you back to the end of honest yes at that point I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna write them out prescriptions for different things and then hide the pain that they're feeling. Right. There should be a reason they're feeling that pain. And if I'm not the one that did the treatment, that's right. That's when I'm gonna call up the ended honest and be like, "Hey, buddy, your problem." <laughs> no, I, com I completely agree with you. So, like, if the text message had said, "Hey, this patient's still in pain. We're putting them back on your schedule," I'd be like, "Great." Yeah. Okay. Have, okay, the, have the office that. manager send me the notes. Right. Like, I gotcha. No gotcha. But it, but that's not how it was conveyed. You, like you didn't was, even know if it was. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, you know, you know so that's. I think to me, that's the one great thing about being a general dentist that people don't understand is you literally can just be like, nope, I didn't do this one. You're going this direction. You're going this yeah. direction. So you you, can, you know you can have that out. Like for us, yeah. I'm I'm going to be like, um, I did it, and uh, okay, now what? You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. I don't know. I, I to me, I, I, I that's why I think being a general dentist is so great in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, what, but, what was what happened with with uh, y'all during this week? Any uh, fun stories? Well, no. Okay, I, what I want to do actually is because I didn't have anything great happen. Uh, I, I actually just laughed at you most of the time, Gary. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought your week was amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I that this actually was a great transition for the e prescription that we've been meaning to talk about for the past two ah, yeah, yeah, two yeah. Uh, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we should probably do that. We should probably talk about this e prescription and the hell that's going on with the e prescription. I've written one e prescription in uh, it, a week and a half, two weeks. 
Two weeks, one one prescription. And it took it me like 25 minutes to do it. And what happens, at wow. least I'll speak for, so you go to the website, right? And you have each office gets like a five digit code, right? And then what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to have a password that associates with that office and so forth. And then you log on. Then you find a patient, you write their patient's information down, you write their address down, you write down what pharmacy, you got to find a pharmacy that you want to send it to. Then you write that, and then you have to search for the prescription that you want to put on there and do that. Uh, By the time it was all said and done, and this was my first one, it took about 25 minutes. I've written prescriptions that took me less than a minute, and I got the same results. Patient got the medication. But in this situation, it took me 25 minutes because I have to search for everything that's on there. And then whenever you're sending a prescription, you have to download this app that tells you, uh, basically, here's a 11-digit code that you have to put in here immediately. And it times out after about a minute and a half. And so within that minute and a half, you don't put it in, you it resets and you have to put a new code in, a new 11-digit code. You know, it's like a security code that you have to put right, in right. for that. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Again, um, so another thing, too, this, uh, I guess, is supposed to prevent anybody else besides you from writing the prescription. Right. The funny thing is I looked up uh, online and I was like, okay, so this whole opioid situation, has it gotten worse? Are doctors prescribing a lot more? And you see this chart that basically from the CDC that shows that we're actually doing, we're, we're prescribing way less than we did like three years ago, two years ago. You see, and yeah. so then I'm just like, okay, why did you guys come up with this now versus two or three years ago when this was a problem? You know, what I, I, mean? I, I honestly think that <clears throat> they had initially, or sorry, initially, you know, planned it out at that time, but it just took them this long to implement it. Yeah, so th- this is a, a state by state law, I think, okay. and because in in Pennsylvania they had warned us about this. Uh, I think two or three years ago. Okay. And uh, they said, this, this is going to become effective on such and such a date. But like you said, dentists aren't really the problems when it comes to prescribing pain medication. We, we write for, you know, two or three days at a time. Uh, each there, There's a, a federal database where you're supposed to look up patients before you write them a pain prescription to see if they're, they've had problems with, uh, pain prescriptions in the past or what kind of prescriptions they've been getting. Right. And if you've ever looked looked through these lists, the physicians are writing out 90 day, <laughs> yep. 120 day <laughs> prescriptions for some of these pain medications right. for Percocet and Oxy and all this stuff. And I'm writing out 12 hydrocodone and that's it. And, and they're coming after the dentists. But in Pennsylvania, the way they set the law up, uh, veterinarians were exempt. They didn't. They could still continue to write out pain prescriptions for the animals, but which what, the animals aren't picking them up. The owners are picking them up, so there's still a human picking up these pain prescriptions. Uh, so they don't have to go through this e-prescribed stuff. But it was just on the local news the other day that uh, somebody was busted for uh, you know abusing the the pain pills that they uh, they were supposed to be using on their pet. And then it went into saying how some of these people are, you know, physically hurting their their pets or an animal that they're bringing into the vet so they can get a pain prescription for the animal. And then they end up taking it themselves. Uh, So I I don't think dentistry is the problem with it. I don't think vets are the problem. 
Uh, people shouldn't have dogs. I, that's people. what I was going to say. <laughs> that's exactly, you know, that's that's what I got out of that, out of that story, Kyle. You're basically saying people are, people are cruel and they shouldn't have any pets. I get it. I agree with you. Keep, keep going. I, th- I think it comes down to, again, government oversight, government regulation. If it's all these regulations that the government is throwing on us and people are, tra- are going to figure out how to get their medication or the, the drugs they want, whether it's a legal uh, pain prescription, whether it's heroin, whether it's cocaine, whatever it is, they're going to find a way to get it no matter what. So, so are you might saying- as well just legalize everything. Okay. And at least, you know, they're getting a safe dose <laughs> if they can go down to the pharmacy and pick it up and it's not laced with something. Okay. So you're basically I'm saying sure. legalize everything. So at least the government, government can get some revenue out of it. Yeah, I mean, not just so they can get revenue out of it. I, that's a, that's a plus, but it would eliminate the the back backdoor dealings, the black market of all this restricted stuff, and you at least then know who's getting it. But that's true. Uh, back to the the e prescribed stuff. So whenever I got it set up, it cost me one hundred fifty dollars initially okay. to, as a consultation fee or one hour training or whatever. Uh, had to fill all kind of paperwork. Uh, it's integrated into my practice management software, and I have to pay $60 a month forever until I decide not to do this, just so I can write out three or four prescriptions a month. Um, so do you still have to go to that website? Uh, I just, there, there's a little e-prescribe button in my um, my software. I oh. click on that. It, it brings up the patient's information. I just put in the pharmacy. Oh, wow. And I actually... Initially, I hated it because of this extra uh, $720 a year that I have to spend on it. Okay. But it, it's actually a lot easier because I just type in, start typing the name of medication. It pops up. It says, choose the dose, uh, choose everything. And it's all just point and click. And it, it actually made it easier. So I don't just send narcotics through there. I, I send any prescription. Nice. I just send it off to the pharmacy. And so I, I use it all the time. Um, that code that shows up uh, on my phone, whenever I do narcotics, I do have to do that verification code that comes through an app on my phone to prove it's me. But um, I originally hated it because of that price. I, I thought somebody in government was getting a kickback from forcing everybody to use this software, but uh, it's it's actually been pretty beneficial. Uh my staff can put it in for me and then I just go and click and click it to send once I approve it. So it, most of the time it's there waiting for me. So you well, actually, I mean, I'm sorry, Gary. So you actually have it a lot easier than we do. We actually have to go to an actual website and go through this whole process of doing it. You just have to, it's incorporated into your software for your office. Yep. See, yeah. that's actually a lot easier. That is easy. And especially if you're, if you're paying, uh, you know, 700 plus dollars a year for it, I would send every prescription through it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your money's worth, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Well, start off. I guess the first thing is uh, there's two things now that I know Kyle hates more: uh, insurance and the government. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we were we're adding to this. This is a therapy session for Kyle. We're adding to this. Soon he's just going to expose himself for everything. He's going to be like, I hate puppies. I'm telling you, man. you know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> but no, honestly, like, so it, it just kind of shows that there's everybody is kind of going through something different. You know what I mean? Kyle, yours, I would I would use yours in a heartbeat because it doesn't seem like it really takes that much time. Ours no, takes that, a very it's long It's a lot time. easier. Yeah. 
And then also, like Walter, how many offices do you go to on a month? Right, a I month? go to ten. And so, so that means I had, you have ten yeah, codes, ten codes, and possibly ten different passwords. I have to remember. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it's annoying. It's 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 obnoxious, and and you know. So now, personally, I actually don't even write because um, normally I used to give people uh, Tylenol three. I don't even mm. write that. I tell them, I'm like, look, you're getting ibuprofen, you're getting regular Tylenol. If you want anything stronger, you're gonna have to wait because there's no way I'm gonna sit here. You know, with my schedule the way it is, you're going to have to wait until the end of the day when I get to a computer or heck, if you might have to wait a few weeks before I figure this all out really well. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's that's my problem right now. It's like it takes way too long to do it. So I'm like, just hit it up with the ibuprofen and Tylenol, combine the two it's as strong as Vicodin based on research that we all know. Um, so I'm just like, just do that. You don't even need narcotics anymore. So I'm guessing in the end, the government, uh, damn them, they've gotten their way. <laughs> right, Kyle? They, <laughs> they, they've gotten their way. They've, they basically like, has, have prevented us from prescribing uh, you know, narcotics to people, which, I mean, honestly, yeah. I don't care either way. I'm not yeah. – I'm not giving the people a lot of stuff anyway. I used to be, you know, people when I gave, like, I had, there was a kid that um, took all, it was like, I prescribed um, Tylenol 3 for seven days. He finished it in two days. And then he called me up and was like, oh, I need some more. I'm still in pain. I said, oh, you're not getting anything. You're not getting shit from me, if I have to be honest. Yeah. You're not getting yeah. anything from me. Yeah. So for me, I, I, I self-regulate. You know what I mean? So I guess well, I didn't need anybody to regulate for me, but I get it. I mean, I get it. I get it. See, I when this came out, go ahead, Gary. I say I think it's all part of Biden's plan. They're going to, <laughs> they're going to end COVID. They're going to end hunger. They're going to end the opioid epidemic all by yep. February first. Just yeah, by, the, just uh, by, pin, the just government's by... going to come in and, and, and fix everything and make everything all better. You they're going to save us all. You see, <laughs> see now, 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 who's trolling who, Gary? <laughs> now, Kyle's going to go on a rant. <laughs> yeah, about how the government... what, what, what's, what's one thing the government has touched that got better? Um, polio. Okay, okay, no, 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 polio. No, vote. Voting for disenfranchised vo- disenfranchised voters. Oh, that okay. has actually gotten better. Okay. Okay. What about? Um, what I mean, that's if, the only thing I know. Okay. What, what about? What about all the um, vaccines? Postal service? No, about, they're no, going bankrupt. No, no, the postal service. Yeah, don't. Let's not talk about that. No. What about vaccine and and, and making sure that we all get our vaccinations? Like, no, man, no, they abuse that's it. Not the government. Have you looked at? That's not the government. Oh, that wasn't Look, the government. That actually. That's, that's private. Oh, and I'm talking about like uh, for polio. Look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates uh, funded. Most of the vaccines for all these diseases that he eradicated. That's okay. all private money. Oh, okay. Well, the the government go. does chip in, you know, grants and stuff, but okay. they're not organizing it. They're farming it up to, to private companies to fix the problem. Oh, well, there you go. Well, so they did that well. <laughs> yeah, they, they stepped back and said, private, you take care of it. Right. Uh, that, that's what government needs to do. Step back and sit, get yeah. their hands out of everything and just let private... Private world take care of. Well, okay, think about it. Like for example, I, I like to go to the um to, to the library to go get books, right? Okay. So if if the if a private sector had to be profitable, I can guarantee that the the librarian wasn't wouldn't take time to go walk around with my daughter to show her books and stuff like that because that just not be profitable. That's a waste of time. So I mean, right there, the government the did library well. is kind of archaic. Well, start yeah. off with it's not okay, Gary. It's called it's called literacy. <laughs> it's called literacy. Okay, I need you to go ahead and start reading again. Okay, <laughs> but you can just get a PDF. Yeah, yeah, or but, go to the library and get the enjoyment of teaching your kids how to read. You, you or, know, you like you, this. 
This thing is called a book. Yes, and you <laughs> should you should enjoy it. You know that's okay. Well, let's go ahead. Now you got me talking. <laughs> this is a problem with society. People can't read, but of course they can tweet. Right? Get off of the Twitter and actually fucking open a book. Open a book <laughs> that will <laughs> distract you from social media so you can go ahead and do something with your lives. And on top of that, I was getting tired of spending a lot of money to buy books uh, on Amazon. So I was like, you know what? My daughter loves to read. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm just going to go to the library and get a bunch of books and return it. And it was way cheaper. So do you still have to pay no. for a membership at the library? No, or it's, it's free. completely free? It's completely free. free. That's because of all information. Look at all our dental school books. By the time they gave a, told us to go buy these dental school books, all the information in them is 15 years old and none of it's relevant anymore. Well, that's old. why they, they yeah, got but, away from the books and started giving everybody PDFs. Yeah, but a cavity still a cavity. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, yeah, don't, yeah. and uh. don't forget too, Kyle, Like a lot of these books, the reason why they have new editions is because the writer just wants more money. They're like, oh, I changed yeah. the word the in here. So now I'm going to have to yeah. print a whole new book. So they're assholes. Right. Don't get me started yeah, about yeah. that. And then, sell, <laughs> and then remember you had to like sell your book back for like a fraction of what you actually bought it for? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, well, you didn't have to sell your back. Your okay. Book do you back. still have a, a book choice. from undergrad, Gary? Any books from undergrad? Um... So Probably you got like ripped one. off too then. We all I got might ripped have like off. a chemistry book or something. Okay. Well, there you go. There's one. Yeah. Out of the 50 million that you probably bought. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. That's true. So anyway, yeah. what what else do you guys want to talk about? What else do you want to talk about? Uh, oh, I'm not signing up, well, to this point for that e-prescription. Uh, At all? No, because I, I hardly prescribe uh, any controlled substances at all anyway i i prescribed penicillin and ibuprofen what about halcyon or any kind of like uh um you know relaxing? i've done uh when i i say maybe i've done maybe like one oral sedation a quarter okay so like it it, it just doesn't make sense okay when, when all this happened in Pennsylvania, when the law took effect, there were on the Pennsylvania message boards, there were a lot of dentists that were just saying uh, anybody that needed uh, anxiolytics, the benzodiazepines, or that needed an actual pain prescription, they were just referring them to the family doctor. They said that the mm. five pain prescriptions that I write out a year is not worth the cost that I have to pay for this e-prescribed stuff. Yeah. So, but in my as a private dentist that owns my own place how many patients i mean i guess you'd lose about 5 patients if a patient is coming to you you do surgery on them and then they're coming back saying hey i i'm i'm in some pain and you right. say well you're going to have to make an appointment with your family doctor yeah, to get yeah. a pain prescription and i don't know if you guys experience this where you're at but in my area if you want to um you either go to urgent care or you wait three or four months to get in to see the family doctor. Oh, yeah. And so, then they, they charge you for everything. Yeah, I, I've, so I've honestly never seen a group of people that charge you literally just for the swab that they like, the, you know, the tongue depressor. They'll charge you for that, too. Like, it's amazing to me. Yeah, I need yeah, dentistry to yeah. be like that. So I can just start charging for everything. I'd be like, hey, I'm, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Count the gauze. That was five. Yeah. That'd be at least 20 <laughs> bucks. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's ways around that too, though. Like, you can always prescribe a steroid if, you know, it doesn't go against patients. It's not uh, contraindicated with the patient's history. Right. You know? But I mean, like, I don't know, Gary. I mean, I if, if, if I, I will, when, when the day comes and I have my own 
uh, office, uh-huh. I, I will get the system. Okay. For yeah. sure. So I'm, I'm, you know, I completely agree so with you So what's stopping that. you now, but, though? Because I'm not going to remember 12 codes <laughs> to put in. And then the other thing I can always just be like, I, I, which I've said all week is, I'm sorry. Starting January 1st, the Texas State Board changed the prescribing of narcotics to e-prescription, and I have not yet completed the paperwork to do that. You so do, you do realize you, you, you do you realize, admit Gary, that for the patient, right? I was yeah. gonna say that just sounds like lazy. I'm lazy. I didn't do this yet. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't do you're it gonna yet. have to suffer because of this. And so I said, and then and then you didn't let me finish. I said, I said I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but I'm pretty sure your dentist has. So oh, if you want something, if you want no. anything else, you can ask your dentist for that. You see, you see, Gary, Kyle. Do you know why Gary's people hate him? <laughs> right there. Now, uh, there, there, there's an app you can sign up with, Gary. It's called I Prescribe. It's on Google. Uh huh. And it's just you. You carry it around. Okay. Oh, that doesn't. Well, we can't show. Yeah, we yeah. can't see that. Uh, but it's just you, you can sign up for yourself, and you can, you know, send whatever you want. You don't have twelve different offices to remember. It's just oh, I can do everything through my phone. I think so, yeah. Wait a minute, like it goes through to, does it go through this? Like I don't have to like use the app and the computer. No, I I think you just I mean you pay for the app, but you you put in all the patient's information, you put in the okay. um pharmacy the, the pharmacy and you can prescribe whatever you want to through your phone through this app and it's a, a secure you know, hit the secure app. It's called I prescribe. I prescribe. I prescribe. All right. I'm See, that, that might actually be a lot better than me having to go through all this garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I Thank prescribe. You. Well, that's a, see, look at that, Kyle. You yeah. see that? The government didn't do this to you. That's <laughs> <was laughs> great. That was <laughs> private. You know, private you know what will piss you off if government that was actually created the problem. <laughs> private companies fixed it. No, what if that was actually like a government uh app? Would you use it? It's then? not. It's <laughs> not you? because it no. works. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Hey, let's uh, let's listen to um, another uh, um, viewer or listener, I should say, who uh, wanted to send us a message. And I, I actually like this message a lot. So let's go ahead and, and listen to what, what she has to say. Dear Dr. Eka and panel, Happy New Year to all of you. I'm Alvana, and I'm a specialist endodontist practicing in Australia. It's been great listening to your podcast, which has brought me some smiles at times, and it's great to hear different perspectives on relevant topics. By the way, I think putting some faces to the podcast in the video is a great idea, so I do look forward to seeing some faces soon. As I'm currently pursuing a PhD in endodontic education in Australia and I teach dental students, I remembered that in one of your podcasts, there was some discussion about the percentage of classmates that you would trust to do your dental treatment. From memory, the percentage was rather low, about 5 to 15 percent. Thus, I was wondering why the percentage from your discussion was so low, and if you and your panel members could go back to the university as an academic and implement some changes to improve the performance and competency of the dental students, what would they be? I look forward to hearing the answers. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you for uh, sending in your question from our, our one listener in Australia. 
You, yeah, that's yes, all we got. That's you. all we got. Thank no, this was much. great. I, I actually thought this was an awesome uh, question. I really did. I, did I never too. thought about it. I just always assumed that I just hated everybody in my class. But there's more to this. You know what I mean? Um, why would it, I? Well, okay. Well, let's start. Who who wants to answer this one? I, I'll, I'll, start. I'll start. Yeah, go ahead, Gary. Okay. So, uh, to answer that question, if we go back to that podcast, I'm pretty sure that that was you two. That oh, said, here we go. Here we go. Percent. I'm get, pretty Gary, sure my Gary, percentage was much higher. Gary would never, <laughs> ever. He would just throw everybody else under the bus. <laughs> Gary, I just want to say that. Okay, go ahead. All right. Now, I will also say that for my dental school training was at Howard University. My specialty training was at University of Pittsburgh, the same dental school that you two went to. Okay. Yep. So I did see... What you all were talking about. <laughs> and I agree. You saw the quality of dentistry. That's what the University of Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. Now, at Howard, I would say probably, you know, like depending on how invasive the procedure is, I'd say like 50% would be probably closer to uh, my dental school class. That would, let, that would let touch me, depending on how invasive. Okay. okay. Pittsburgh, I agree, probably like 15%. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree okay okay um okay well so, so you didn't answer the question okay how, how all right you... so i think that currently the way at least in the united states how students are being taught now uh is is more about um it's procedure based as opposed to like comprehensive treatment based so when you're when you're doing comprehensive treatment, you need to do diagnosis. Right now, they're don't they're not spending that much time on how to diagnose. Second, you need a treatment plan. There's phases to a treatment plan. They're not spending much time on proper phases of the treatment plan. They're jumping right to the third level, which is when you actually start the treatment. So there's a lot of information that's being missed from the time that the patient sits down to the time you actually start the treatment. They're jumping right into starting treatment. And there's a lot of like limited cons, like limited exams. And they're just focused on like one little area when the whole patient's mouth is just jacked up. And like, like for years, they're missing all of this other shit that's going on in the patient's mouth. Uh, I think that's part of the issue for my opinion. Okay. Um, hmm. Kyle, you wanted to do this? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. So I wouldn't trust 85% of the of my class to treat me, not because they didn't treatment plan me correctly. It's because I didn't trust their hand skills. Mm. Uh, I'm worried about getting hurt when they touch me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if they misdiagnose something, not a big deal. They didn't do any physical damage to me per se. But if they go, if somebody has terrible hand-eye coordination, if somebody doesn't know how to run a drill, if retract a tongue, retract, retract cheeks, give a, a comfortable injection, then I don't want to be treated by that person. So I think part of the issue with that low number is I think all dentists are a little crazy and a little control freak. Uh, and we all kind of sit on our, our soapbox and think we do the best work out there. And the, the thought of somebody else treating us 
Uh, it just doesn't meet our own standards that we have, that we think we have, or the, that we think we're at, where you guys see a lot of work from a lot of general dentists. I, I Sitting in my office, I see my work generally. Uh, maybe a couple other dentists in the area that uh, their patients have come to my office, but my patients are going to other people's offices whenever they leave my office. So people are judging my work also. So I think general dentists uh, in general think that we do the best work there is there. You can't do much better. And anybody else is just far in superior work. So I, I think that's a a character flaw of dentists, uh, not necessarily speaking on the education that you receive itself. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah, I, 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 I that. Kyle, I agree with you. Um, well, let me rewind and say, um, when it comes to Howard, I've got a chance to work with Howard uh, graduates. Uh, and, and the one difference between Howard graduates and um, Pitt graduates is confidence. Howard graduates are very, very, conf- very confident in their ability. Sometimes very falsely confident in their ability. <laughs> very, very, very falsely confident in their ability. <laughs> I can guarantee you, I've seen the work and I'm like, and you think this is good, huh? You're like, damn right it's good. Okay. So, so you know, the difference, I believe, is just the, the, the confident level that they have is just incredible. I mean, skyrocket confidence. Uh, skyrocket. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about a whole new level. Like, if they were GV Black, they are, they, they, in their mind, hey. they're GV Black, you know? Um, if you believe, you will achieve. There it is. And, and, and if you're blind. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, one thing that I, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of both of you guys, but, <laughs> but, 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 you know, I will say, I will say it, it is, it's just a, it's, it's a lack for me. It's a lack of wanting to improve yourself. Like you're, you're holding a mirror to your, to yourself and being able to say, did I do a good job with this? Am I, am mm-hmm. I good enough for, this? you know what I mean? Uh, when, whenever you're going through your day, I don't know if dentists really take the time to stop and actually evaluate their work. You know what I mean? I can guarantee you not everybody is as good as they think they are, like Kyle said, you know. Uh, and I think just the ability to say, okay, where do I need to improve? What can mm-hmm. I do to do better? That's the part that right. I feel like we're really missing out on. And that's why I say that I don't know a, a lot of dentists that I would want to work on me because they don't have the ability to reflect and say, can I do a good job? And like you said, their hand skills aren't that good, but they're not willing to change. Right. They're not willing to right. change. And that's the problem for me. It's like, if you know hand skills can improve it's kind of like you know uh you know back in the day you would have uh, a master you know uh and and, a, and a, an apprentice right, right. The, the the apprentice wasn't allowed to go work until the master kind of checked off on and said you have mastered this there aren't right. that many people that can check off on you when you are your own solo practitioner to say you are you have mastered this so you can move right. on a lot of people want to do full mouth rehabs and don't even know how to do a crown prep yeah. Makes no sense. Like, how can you sit here and say, I want to run when you don't know how to walk or crawl? You see? But yet everybody takes all these courses about full mouth rehab and stuff, but you don't know the basics. Occlusion. Mm, ask right. a dentist. Yes. If, okay. Occlusion. If anybody wants to go ahead and do a lot of crowns, ask your dentist to break down occlusion. How does my teeth, how do, how do my teeth occlude together? I can guarantee mm. you they're going to BS you and have no clue what they're talking about. Most right. dentists don't know occlusion, and that's the basics to doing full mouth rehabs. That's why you need to do the Facebook. Well, you know, and, again, and then we, we already had the discussion. Most dentists don't know how to use a Facebook. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so this is the problem to me. It's the inability to want to learn. 
the inability to want to grow as a practitioner, to be able to self-evaluate and say, how can I do better? And in school, you know, I don't know if you get the time to really reflect. People are just telling you how bad you are or, or what you did wrong. They're not actually showing you and, and saying, hey, you need to practice this more. So go ahead and do this more and more and more. Right? They set a limit and they say, well, you just need 10 crowns or you just need two crowns or you just need 10 fill-ins or whatever. And once you hit that number, you take a, you know, an exam or a practical to see if you can actually do it. I'm not even sure they do that anymore. And then you move on. Right. Mm -hmm. And then on your and, and then on your uh, uh, NURBS or REBS or whatever the exam, they, it's one day. And you have one day to basically do um, whatever procedure, right? And and if you get it done right, great. You apparently you're competent. But what is minimally minimal? Minimal, exactly. And what is what does competency really mean? What does it, it mean? You didn't kill anybody. Exactly. So the standard of for competency is very low. Hence the reason why I gave everybody a low number, fifteen percent or less. Because yeah. <laughs> the standard is so low that I'm not gonna sit here, you know, and tell you that there is 50% of people, uh, Gary, that I would let work on me. Because the standard is so low. I mean, what, what? how do you really determine that? You know what I mean? I just know when I see people and I'm like, yeah, this guy is good or this girl's good. And that's all I can say because of, wow, they can, the, the crown looks perfect or this looks good. And I trust that they actually learn and more so that whenever it does come to me, they're not going to hurt me. Like Kyle. So Dr. Timmerman asked, how do we, how do we make that number better? for people in school mm -hmm. or for dentists that are already outside of school. So I think a good way to uh, make that better is case presentation. Uh, we do that through the Pennsylvania Academy of General Dentistry. We create presentations, we present to each other, and we're critiquing each other's treatment. So we're asking people, this is how I did it. What do you see? What could I have improved on? Okay. I think as damaging as social media can be, if you throw up your uh, your cases on some of these dental social media sites, you will get annihilated. Everybody will tear everything apart and you won't have any confidence anymore. Well, uh, well but Kyle, everybody can analyze well, other I'm, people's stuff, but they can't analyze their own. So what does it really people, matter? A lot of people do behind their back too. It's not necessarily. Do what behind their back? Oh, you're saying like when you put a case up and mm -hmm. there's many flaws to it. Not everybody is going to be direct and tell you on your post that oh, it's okay. flawed. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. will DM everybody else except for you <laughs> and talk about how shitty your work is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I like Kyle's idea of the whole presentation because it allows other people to really evaluate. And hopefully you're open minded uh, to kind of taking into uh, critique. But. As the dentist that's presenting, I mean, we, we've all been to continuing education where it's uh, some guy up there that is showing the best of the best. Right. right? It's this garbage, this is my best work. Right. This is what I do. The, the ones that I learn the most from are the people that aren't afraid to get up there and said, this is what I did. This is the mistake I, I made. This is what I learned from it. Right. And I in dental school, we 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 kind of did that with um, we had a removable. Uh, well, we had a, a comprehensive case that we had to uh, okay. we had to present before a group before right. we were able to graduate. And again, that's just picking out the best of the best. But I think if we're if while you're in school, if they can design it in a way, one, teach people how to 
properly document treatment with mm-hmm. intraoral pictures, mo- study models, uh, radiographs, those kind of things, and make time to sit down as a group and talk about the cases, what everybody's doing. That way you you can see the kind of work your classmates do. And that might be a better basis of deciding, do I want to be treated by this person? Does this person think they're God and won't ever make any mistakes and their work is actually you know, terrible? Uh, but by presenting to each other, creating that sense of camaraderie to learn from each other in dental school versus everybody's out for themselves right, and right. just throwing everybody under the bus. Right. So I, I, I like those ideas. But the killer in, in the dental curriculum is time. How do you fit all of that stuff in, in that four-year time? Good question. Well, no, so, okay. So Go ahead, Gary, finish. I was going to say, so I think that should be done, but I think it should be done with mandatory GPRs. I agree. Yes. I, I, and again, that sounds very government-like, and, and Kyle doesn't like that. No, it can be private. <laughs> Even though... <laughs> 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 no uh, i i do i do i actually uh kyle you've done a gpr uh yeah I, you know the benefits of gprs and, that's and, decision i ever made with dentistry right and i agree GPR. with you i i actually think and and i hate this mentality that people have that just because you're forced to do something it's automatically something that you want to oppose i don't i don't think that that's the case well i do believe that if you're going to force people to do it i do believe that the standards for every gpr should be higher than because there are some good gprs and there's some really bad ones right we know this there are some um one-year programs that you're like i would never go to that program because they don't do anything and there are ones that are incredible and everybody wants to go to those you see what I mean? Right. So the, the standards needs to be elevated for those that are not that good. But I also do believe, I do believe that one year is very valuable. That year allowed me to see all the different specialists, uh, specialties, learn a, a, as I mean, way more than I did in dental school. And it yeah, actually because you went to a good one. If you went to a bad <laughs> one, you would have said no. I don't think they should be mandatory at all. Right. Well, maybe, maybe. I wasted a year, and I wasted a you know a, a lot of income potential because I didn't get anything out of this. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So if the standards are elevated, then maybe everybody might think that's the case that, hey, I need to go that one extra year because in medicine, you have to do a, at least one year residency. You know, well, so wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be more beneficial just to make, say you, dental school is no longer four years, it's five years. And oh, there you go. Dental school should, should step go. up their game and actually educate better. Yeah. No, I disagree because you are, actually do get paid in a GPR and in California and New York, if you do the GPR, you automatically are licensed in that state. Right. I think they should make that national. So wherever you, whatever state you're in that you do the GPR, you should automatically be licensed in that state. I think you, if you have a license, you should be able to practice anywhere you want to in the country. Well, right. yeah, but I'm and, talking but about, that would help. I'm talking about without having to take a license. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, he, right. I, okay. so you actually agree yeah. that, if you do that, where everybody, if once you take the GPR, then you're licensed everywhere, then yeah, that eliminates and, and, and prevents all the BS within, like, for example, Delaware. Delaware, you have to have a specific license just for that state, correct? Is this still the case? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To me, I don't know what's so special about Delaware, but this is, a, this is how they hold themselves to be to a, to a you know, special degree. Well, well, Delaware is very small and there's no state income tax. Well, for, so- Vermont is very small. 
Texas. Yeah, but they, but they tax in Vermont. Yeah, they ta- do they they don't have a um what's it called uh, federal uh, um state taxes in Texas. Yeah, but Texas is huge. So what are you saying, though, Gary? <laughs> like I don't so understand why Dallas. Is that, de- is that de- the reason the reason my guess is the reason why it is like that is because Delaware is a finite amount of space. Okay. And there's no state income tax, so they can't flood the state with a bunch of people. Because there's no land. Do you know anybody that wants to go to Delaware? Only people that are from there. Thank you. No one wants to go to I'm Delaware. <laughs> it's not like you're saying who wants to go to California, San Diego or something. I mean, come on, Gary. Let's be real. No one wants I'm, to go to Delaware. <laughs> I'm just trying to put some reason okay. <laughs> to why things are the way they are. But uh, yeah, I mean, in, in general, guys, like uh, we all agree that the dental school education needs to be better. We all agree that we need to stop being an island and, and, and start working with each other to improve everybody's skill level, right? I mean, also, they need to pay the, the faculty more money. Yes. Like that's, a, that's, a, that's a huge deterrent on, on the education of those dental students because, like, really good clinicians are not going to go teach at the dental school because they're not making any money. I agree. That, so that, that had, I completely yeah. agree, Gary. If they provided a competitive rate, then, you know, you probably have While not passing it on to the student with tuition. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, no. No, no. That's actually very true because I have issues with tuition and how high they are already. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. But I I agree. I mean, no one that I know of who is worth any, you know, time is going to go to a dental school when they could say, hey, for the one day that I have to teach at a school, I'm missing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars in my own practice. You see what I mean? Uh, So, yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, they need to really um, get better. uh, Well, I'm not going to say better, but they need to get different uh, um, clinicians in there to teach the students. They need to raise the standards of not only the requirements, but also the faculty that they hire. Yes. Very well spoken, Kyle. Very well spoken. Yeah. I agree. So, do we answer the question or do we think that we BSed her long enough? (laughs) <laughs> well, well, we'll know. We'll know if she sends in another uh, question saying we didn't answer her question. Right? You'll be like, you guys didn't answer anything, and uh, I hate you all now, and I'm done listening. <laughs> and now we lose the only listener in Australia. <laughs> but no, uh, as always, um, please send us questions. We like this audio; it allows us to talk outside of just our own grie- grievances. So just send us questions to a uh, real dentist with an S. That's Real dentist, and the dentist has an essadand. But some people weren't getting that. I was like, how hard is it? I've said it like 50 million times. Real dentist, all one word with an essadand. Why don't you G- spell it for him real quick? <laughs> R-E-A-L-D-E-N-T-I-S-T-S at gmail.com. <laughs> okay? Real dentist with an S at gmail.com. Please send us your audio. Uh, even if you want to write it out, hell, I'll read it out loud. I don't care. I just want feedback. We want to know how we're doing. We want to basically, you know, know if you guys like this video, if you post it up on YouTube, uh, if you guys like it, then that's great. If you don't, then I, well, yeah, we tried. But, yeah, but let us know if you like our background. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, we actually went out, out of our ways to get these backgrounds. Uh, Gary, especially, because he actually bought his. <laughs> so, <laughs> better liked it. So, yes. <laughs> that look was per- on purpose. He actually put this all together himself. Uh, so, so no, I, I mean, if you can, we'll, we'll post the video up on YouTube. 
uh and and we'll go from there uh we we definitely hope that you guys are enjoying this and uh man what what else do you guys have before we end this uh, uh i think we now nah, aloha aloha okay. or well it's hello and, then, and goodbye and thank you and thank yeah, you okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, aloha, not, we're not we're not gonna last long i think youtube is, <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i think youtube is gonna censor us somehow listen, gonna be listen, like this. Guys, i'm the only one that's lived on an island here this is very true <laughs> that is true this is very true is, this is very true unless you count my suit an island. An island of one. Yeah, see, his bubble. When I go he's to work. talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah, bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking yeah, about his bubble. Yeah. You yeah, see how confused. on an island of one yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, just wonder, I just pray that he, he, does, he never loses his sense of taste or smell. That's all. You know what I mean? And now, whatever apple juice you were drinking, I mean, I'm sure that oh. their sales just score, skyrocketed because that's the way to prove that well, you no, don't have COVID. If, especially for any of the listeners, let, we want to know. I want to know. If any of you are experiencing the sinus issues, the same thing that I'm experiencing from the vaccine. After the vaccine. After the vaccine, yeah. It's like um it's like dry but congested. It's called same time. winter. Well, yeah, I mean I get that in the winter, but it's like really bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because like, I mean, like you know, the heat the heat will dry your, your 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 sinuses out. Like if you have I know. heat on, I, I, yes, I get that it's winter and it's dry. Okay, I'm just telling. I'm trying to help but it's you. It's worse than any other year. I mean, hey, it could just be the air in Houston, for all I know. Okay, and there's a lot of pollutants out here. This is very true. This you is know? very true. So, this is very, so please, if anybody's listening, help him out. We just we, we just want don't want him to think that he's he's got COVID. Don't let me out. Yeah, <laughs> don't. I don't want to be the only one. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's end it here because I promise you no one's listening anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for coming through. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Keep the um, messages coming, the, the voice messages. The, I mean, honestly, all you got to do is just hit record on your phone. Just record it and send it to us. That's all you got to do. There's not much. We're not asking for a lot. Just send us the recording and then we'll go from there. All right. Thank you, guys. Oh, make sure you like us and, and make leave comments, okay, if you're, on, uh, if you're listening through uh, iTunes. All right, Until next time, guys. All right, later. All right, peace.